this podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. Go with me to the book of Colossians chapter 2. Colossians chapter 2. And here's a couple questions as you're going there. How can a believer or a Christian live and work in this system or this world but not be of the world? And many times we seek as mankind to to solve our problems by removing ourselves from the world, or I should say better yet, from detaching ourselves from the things of the world. We have the thought, well, if, if I just won't go there, if I just won't do that, then it'll be all right. But listen, guys, uh, physical separation does not bring um, spiritual victories. Just because I remove myself from something doesn't mean I'm going to walk in victory spiritually, okay? And so this is where we got to get that I got to learn to allow the things of God just to come out of my heart. Just the things of the Spirit. Colossians chapter 2, begin with me in verse 6. Colossians 2, 6. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Now, when you read this right here, Progress in faith, guys, it, it's deepening. It's not detaching, but it's deepening. And, and here he, he, he makes a great statement when he says, As you therefore receive Christ Jesus the Lord, let me ask you this. How did you receive Christ Jesus the Lord? By faith. By faith. You heard the word of God whether it was in this church or for somewhere else where the Bible came alive and you believed it. So he, he gives me an insight there. He said, so just as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. So how do I walk in Him? I'm going to tell you guys, I've got to get a hold of it by faith. By faith. I just keep stepping out by faith, by faith. Now, look at the words that Paul uses next. He said in verse 7, rooted, rooted. He didn't say scratch the surface there. He said root it. Now, if you've ever seen maybe after a uh, big earthquake, a tornado, a hurricane, something like that, and you've seen a big tree that's gone down, think about how big the root system is. I mean, sometimes those roots, you look and think, oh, my gosh. When you see they crack the whole street and all that, now think about this. That didn't happen overnight. That was years and years and years in the working, okay? And so just because the things of God aren't just blowing up immediately with you, i got to look and think, man, i got to get rooted. i got to get rooted. And, and that's what happens with each one of us. When I continue to hang out with Jesus, I become rooted in the things of God. A daily thing, a daily thing, a daily thing. Every day. And so much of that comes from discipline. That you learn to discipline yourself. Let me ask you this. How many of you look in areas of your life that you are extremely disciplined in? No, you don't have to raise your hand. But think about that. Okay? Why are you extremely disciplined in those areas? Because you value something. You know there's a reward for the discipline. How many of you have been really disciplined maybe for a month with your eating? Why? The victory was, man, I don't want to lose weight. I don't want to look this way anymore. 
Well, I've got to be the same way in the Word of God. The Word of God must become priority in my life. And so even with me, guys, to this very day, I'm probably up to about 100 affirmations that I say over myself every morning that it's become a discipline. Now, guys, I'm not saying, look at me, look what I've done. I've just given you an example of how I've tried to root myself in the things of the kingdom of God. And I believe that's part of the reason that I'm still walking with the Lord 30 plus years later. What do you mean by that? Well, guys, I feed on the word of God. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm reading a proverb. I get in the word, man, on a daily basis. Some of you say, yeah, you got to, that's your job. Well, I did that before I was even in the ministry. And so I'm constantly getting the word. But not only that, I begin to speak the word out of my mouth. Remember we said on Sunday, Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Man, some of you got to start speaking the word. So what's an affirmation for me out of my mouth? Well, man, I will begin to say out of my mouth, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've sanctified me, that you've justified me. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you've redeemed me. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So I'm redeemed. Well, what am I redeemed from? Galatians 3.13 says, I'm redeemed from poverty, sickness, and death. So guess what? I start saying, thank you, Father God. I walk in life. I walk in life as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a pastor. Every area of my life, I walk in the John 10.10 life. And then the second part of, of being redeemed, he promises divine health. I say, thank you, Father God, no sickness or disease comes near my dwelling. I thank you that, that my hair is thick and brown. Now, hush. Some of you hush. If you can't get in agreement with that, just hush. My eyes see 20-20. My nose, my throat, my lungs function perfect with no pain. My joints function perfect. I lay hands on my knees, my cartilage, my teeth. You function perfect. You run, you leap, you jump as that of a 20-year-old. And then, man, I get over on the prosperity area. That, oh, thank you, Father God, that you've blessed me indeed. You've enlarged my territory. Your hand is upon me. You keep me from evil and I cause no pain. You've crowned my year with your goodness, my past strip with your abundance, and daily I'm loaded with your benefits. You've blessed me. You've multiplied me. You've made my name great. You've blessed me to be a blessing. Now, every bit of that's the Word of God. Now, I'm not performing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm just showing discipline in an area of my life that I realize I've got to get rooted in the Word of God. A lot of these things that I've spoke over myself is Romans 4, 17. You know what that is? Calling those things that be not as though they are. There's area in my life that I'm telling you, if you said, man, he looks like a great husband. 30 years ago, everything in the natural had said, not. Not even close. But once I start lining my mind and my mouth up with the Word of God, something happens. Now, I keep going on and on and on and on with these things, but once again, this is part of the root system. That I've got to get in there. Oh, man, we better keep moving. He says, rooted and built up in Him. You know what built up in Him is? Is you start speaking and agreeing what, what the Bible says about you, what Jesus says about you, okay? I don't care what Uncle Buck says about you. What did Jesus say? I'm built up in Him. And established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it, the faith, the Word of God, with thanksgiving. I got on that earlier, guys, and I'm very thankful. I'm thankful for what Jesus has done for me. 
How many of you have ever seen someone that is really, really, really sinning in it? They're really good sinners, and you look at them, and I get the thought, and I think, that's me without Jesus. If I didn't have Jesus, I would, I would be acting like a fool. I'd be doing those exact same things as that person. And so when I see people that I mean are sinning and doing crazy, I look at them, I think, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, you saved me. Thank you, Father God, you graced me. And so you get over here again and see. This is what it's talking about. Keep reading with me. Verse 8. Beware lest anyone cheat you through the philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men. You know what the Amplified says? It says plain nonsense following human tradition and men's ideas. And according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ Jesus. So he says, you're going to follow the teachings of the universe and disregard the things of God. Now right there he gives me two insights, only two. I'm going to live by the basic principles of the world or I'm going to live by the truth of the word of God. One of the, there are no other options, okay? And really when you look at the word of God, too many times, I believe, in our society right now, Christians have got where the, the Word of God's multiple choice. I kind of like that one, but I, I don't like that one. No. Either this whole book's true or none of it's true. Now, keep reading here. Verse 9. For in Jesus dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete or made full in Him, who is the head of all principality and power. Now really, to, to receive that, it's got to be done by faith. Where I start looking and think, saying, thinking, meditating, I'm complete in Him. Not what I've done, but what He's done. Once again, in every area of my life, I'm complete in Him. He did not leave one thing uncovered. He took care of everything. And so all this is, is an act of faith. It's where I begin to look at this and say, okay, I'm going to start living by who Jesus says I am. I'm going to start doing what Jesus said I could do. I'm going to start having what Jesus said I could have. How do you know what that is? It's all in the B-I-B-L-E. i got to get in here and start finding out what Jesus has done for me, okay? Same chapter, verse 20. Therefore, if you died with Christ, listen to this, from the basic principles of the world, the bondage or the elements of this world, why as though living in the world do you subject yourselves to the regulations? Why as though you live as if you live still according to the things of the world? If you've given your heart to Jesus... Now, he jumps into something in verse 21, and he says, Do not touch this, or do not taste that, or do not handle them, which all concerns things which perish. So anything that I can touch, I can see, I can feel, or I can smell with my natural senses, those things are going to perish. They will not be in eternity, okay? And so he's saying, don't trust in these things. Keep reading. 
all that concern things which perish with the using according to the commandments and the doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom in self-imposed religion, false humility, and neglect of the body, but are no value against the indulgence of the, the flesh. Now what he goes on to say in, in many translations you get that such practices, guys, are a lack of discipline. These things that he just mentioned that are all man-made, they do not honor or glorify God in any, any way. And so I'm going to look and say I'm going to let the things of God saturate me or I'm going to live by the things of the world once again. But these things that he mentioned, they only serve to indulge my flesh. Now, look back into the book of John, chapter 8. John, chapter number 8. So really what I begin to see here, guys, with the things of the world, I can't allow the things of the world to dominate me. Once again, the last few weeks, we've, we've talked about things that may appear innocent, but yet they can be harmful. Our main text was 1 John 2, verses 15 and 16. It talked about the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. I'm going to tell you, that's what it says is the makeup of the world. Okay, now these scriptures here will help us in understanding how as believers do we live in this world without being dominated by this world. John chapter 8. Oh, let's see. Let's start in verse number 21. Then Jesus said to them again, I am going away and you will seek me and will die in your sins. Where I go, you cannot come. So the Jews said... Will he kill himself because he says, where I go, you cannot come? Now, as we enter in verse 23, I want you to pay special attention or note the words from and of. Jesus said to them, you are from beneath, I am from above. You are of this world, I am not of this world. Now, the Greek word for both of those words, from and of, it implies origin. In other words, where did it originate from? So when Jesus was talking about this, he said, your place of origin is beneath. My place of origin is from above. Heaven, not this world. So when I looked at that and I began to meditate there on there, the question isn't, is this right or is this wrong? The question isn't, is this good or is this bad? The question we must ask ourselves is, what's its origin? Where does it originate from? See, guys, heaven is not just my destination. Heaven becomes my origin. Once I give my heart to Jesus, I have become a citizen of the kingdom of God. I operate in this world, but I'm not of this world. I start listening to things of God now. He gives us some more insight. Look at verse 24. Therefore I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you not, do not believe that I am He, you will die in your sins. How do I change my origin? The only way I change my origin is Jesus. If you'll note right there what He says, if you do not believe that I am Him, you will die in your sins. Okay? See, the world cannot produce one Christian 
It cannot do it. Now, the world tries to copy Christianity. The world loves the Christian's honesty. The world loves the Christian's love. The world loves the Christian's charity. But the world cannot produce one Christian. Only Jesus can. So when I give my heart to Jesus, guys, He starts changing my origin. He starts changing the way I I act and I behave. How many of you have seen a, a difference in your behavior? A few of you. <laughs> Some of you may need to get born again after the service here. No, in my own life, guys, once I gave my heart to Jesus, something started changing within me. There started a work within the, within the inside of me. Turn to John chapter 3. Look at this, John 3. Let me give you another one here. Let's begin in verse number 6. John 3, verse 6. Listen, listen close to this. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Now think about our flesh. With our flesh, you can touch it. You can see it. It's real. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Now when somebody gets born again in the Spirit, you can't see it with the natural. But guess what? It still is real. I, I, I can testify this in my life. The spirit realm to me is, is as real as this natural realm is to me. And you begin to sense things in your heart and you begin to live by the spirit of God. This is what this is talking about here. Keep reading. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Don't let that get you. got to be born again. That's how we change our origin again. Now look what he goes on to say. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. And so when you begin to look at this, guys, what he's talking about here is the analogy of the wind. Let me ask you something. How many have ever seen the wind? I've never seen the wind. I've seen the effects of the wind, but I've never seen the wind. Think about that with the things of the spirit realm. I've never seen the Holy Spirit, but I've seen the effects of the Holy Spirit. I see what he does. So what am I telling you? Just as real as the natural realm is as our flesh, so is the spirit realm. So is the spirit realm. Guys, when I pray a lot and I fast, and I don't fast enough, I'm going to be honest with you. I need to fast more than I do. But when I get in those settings, I get real, real sensitive to the Spirit of God. I mean, I I can be pushing a a buggy down at United or Walmart, and I can go around people, and I'll get real sensitive things. I'll look. What is that? That's just the Spirit realm. That if I would spend as much time with the things of the Spirit as I do of the flesh, whoo, you're talking about becoming powerful spiritually. I I like to work out. And one day I was working out, and I heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me, He said, I want equal time. And I said, what do you mean? And He said, as much time as you spend on your natural body, spend that much time in the Spirit. He said, if you're going to work out for 30 minutes, then give me 30 minutes. Now think about that. I mean, I can throw it into all kinds of analogies for each one of us. How many of you ladies spend 30 minutes or more painting your old barn up? I, you make up, okay? 
How many of us men, man, we can, we can do this or that with a car? We, 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 see, we, we, we take time for what's important to our flesh. But what about our hearts, our spirit? This is how the separation from the world comes when the things of the Spirit of God become priority in my life. Where I say, man, I, I got to pray. I got, and, and the got to isn't forces. Man, it's the grace of God. I want to. I look forward to it. Skip over to John chapter 15. We're still there in the book of John. John 15. Begin with me in uh, verse number 18. Now listen to this. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Wow. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. And so when I look at this, what he's saying here is, is God has called every human being out of the world. You know what part of the problem is? A lot of the people don't want to come out of the world. They don't want to receive Jesus, and so the ones that are called out by him are believers. They're the church. Now, there becomes a separation right here, and he warns us. Just as the world hated him, they're going to hate me and you. And you know why they're going to hate me and you? Because of Jesus. And you look more and more and more and more on what's happening in our society. I saw this today, that there was a college girl that wore a cross. And it was in reference that I'm a believer. And her boss came to her and said, I want you to take that cross off because I don't want you to offend anybody that comes in here. But little did he know, she became offended that he told her to take that cross off. So once again, guess what's beginning to happen? The very warning that Jesus said. So when I start living for Jesus, guys, there's going to be a separation. People are not going to like it. They didn't like Jesus, and they're not going to like you. Guess what? i got to get over it. I can't be moved by this stuff, guys. I can't bow to the peer pressures of this world. And look what Jesus ends up saying here. Verse 20. Remember, the word that I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. So once again here, Jesus begins to, to give us warning. There's going to be some things that are going to happen to you. But don't worry about it. Now, I want to end tonight in Colossians chapter 1. Back to Colossians chapter 1. And this was a, a favorite passage of mine. Let's just see how far we get. Colossians 1 verse 9. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. This verse right here, guys, will really, really set you free. It'll help you. This is a verse that I stood on for years and years of my life. And if you'll note, 
this is what we did. We, we did not cease to pray for you. We didn't quit praying for you in this area. To be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. I say this, pray this over yourself. Begin to pray that right there. Father God, that you fill me with knowledge of your will and wisdom and all spiritual understanding. i got to get a hold of this, Father God. And not only that, if you've got children, if you've got family members that aren't serving God, start praying that over them. Start praying this right here. He goes on to say, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him. Not a little bit, but fully pleasing Him. Being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Being fruitful. You know what the fruit he's talking about is? The, the, the fruit of the Spirit. He's not talking about some apples and pears and grapes. He's talking about that we should have some fruit in our life that lines up with the fruit of the Spirit. Strengthen with all might according to His glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy. Now, this can be part of your prayer daily, Lord. You strengthen me. I think the problem in our lives a lot of times is we think we can strengthen ourselves. But this is a prayer that you can say, Lord, I thank you that you begin to strengthen me, Lord, in your glorious power. Strengthen me today in patience. Strengthen me today with long-suffering, with joy. Why would I ask to be strengthened with long-suffering? Because you get around the world and you'll find out real quick. Verse number 12, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us. The NIV says he's qualified you to be partakers of the inheritance in saints in the light. He has delivered us from the power, the control, or dominion of darkness and conveyed or transferred us into the kingdom of a son of his love. Now, verse 12, 13, and 14, guys, I stood on these for years. I stood on them. And I would begin to get my mouth in line with this, and I'd say, I thank you, Lord Jesus. You've delivered me out of the power of darkness. You've delivered me out of the control of darkness, the dominion of darkness. Now, I don't know what areas of darkness are in your life, something that's really just bombarded you, overwhelmed you at times in your life, but whatever it is, put it in there. And say, I thank you, Father God, you've delivered me from the power of alcohol. Woo, thank you today. Thank you today. Now, what have I done? I've got my mouth in line with what Jesus has already done. If you'll notice, it says, he has delivered me. He has delivered. Not that he's going. He has delivered me. Guess what? Every one of us in this room have the same opportunity to walk in this. A lot of people won't. But don't get mad at God, okay? Why do I say a lot of people won't? Well, I start looking at all the comparisons in the Bible. You can go back and look at the ten virgins. Five of them made it and five of them didn't. You know what? They all had the same opportunity. I go back and I look at the blind guys. Guess what? All of them had some good happen to them, but only one came back and said, thank you. Every one of them had the same opportunity. It's the same with us. So many times we want to get mad with God, but part of this verse is you getting rooted and grounded in this, and you start getting where you say, oh man, those roots are taking place. 
And I keep speaking this. I thank you, Lord. I've been delivered from the power of darkness. If you've got a problem with lying, cussing, start speaking that. Start speaking that. And if you come to me and say, Pastor, it's not working, you know what I'm going to tell you? Keep speaking it. Up your dosage. Up your dosage. You can't overdose on this. Just keep taking it and keep taking it. It's the gospel. Get a dose of this in these areas. I'm going to tell you guys, let the Word of God. And why am I telling you this? Because the world is trying to cling to every one of us. The world didn't just cling to me. The world had me in a headlock. And I go back and look at this. When I gave my heart to Jesus, guys, I didn't have a clue about the Bible. I didn't know nothing about it. But I started reading stuff like this. And I thought, dang, he's done this for me. And before long, man, the Word of God started working. And it says right here, in whom we have redemption, in whom we have redemption, through the blood, even the forgiveness of sins. You know what the word redemption means? He's repurchased you. Whoo, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the blood. Speak the blood. Speak the blood. Speak the blood over your car. Speak the blood. Man, I'm telling you, there's times in my life when my world gets so big and frustrating, I put my hands on my head right here like this. I say in the name of Jesus, I speak the blood over my mind. I speak the blood over my tongue, my thought life. I speak the blood over my emotions. I speak the blood over my... How many of you ever got where you think, man, I'm, I'm... And you better be careful saying this, man, I'm losing my mind. No. Man, my memory is powerful and it's good. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.